Curiosity is a production of WDET in Detroit. Visit us at WDET.org slash curious. I'm Amy Miller, and this is Curiosity, where WDET answers your questions about everything Detroit. Today's question comes from John Walensky. My question for Curiosity is, where were the dead of Detroit buried prior to the opening of Elmwood Cemetery, and are there any unmarked graves and burial grounds scattered throughout the city? For a query like this, we need appropriate music. As for John's question... There are people under Congress, Jefferson Avenue. You're not going to find everyone. So now we know where at least some of the bodies are buried. But Archdiocese of Detroit archivist Heidi Christine mentioned only two places. In a minute, we'll uncover some of the other locations. If we start with Detroit and go back to July of 1701, Antoine Cadillac built Fort Pontchartrain and a large French Catholic population followed. According to Christine, the first cemetery was located outside Fort Pontchartrain, but she says not everyone was accounted for. In the very, very early days, wherever there was open space, people did their best, but if you died, you you had to be buried. And we don't know how many people are known only to God, as the saying goes. That's because Christine says people were buried soon after death and often without a coffin. A lot of people at the time were probably wrapped in shrouds in some kind of material and just buried that way. So the truth is, bodies were scattered throughout the area around Fort Pontchartrain and also at Woodward and Larnard after the British arrived around 1812 and built a Protestant cemetery. As the city grew into a thriving community during the first half of the 1800s, graves were regularly disturbed during construction. For example, Christine says the reconstruction of Congress Street meant plowing through at least one graveyard. In 1837, the current Congress Street was straightened out. The road, as it was straightened, ran through what was part of a Catholic burial ground. Some of those bodies were moved, but it was assumed that there are people somewhere under the street. By that time, there were also other cemeteries, including what's believed to be the first city-owned graveyard. In 1827, a corner of the ribbon farm owned by the Bobian family was purchased for cemetery land. It was equally divided for Catholics and Protestants. It was referred to as the City Cemetery or the Clinton Street Cemetery because of its location at Clinton and Gratiot. The first cholera outbreak here killed a couple hundred Detroiters, which was nearly 10% of the population at the time. And it contributed to how quickly the Clinton Street Cemetery filled up. By 1834, the city purchased another piece of land close by at Russell and Gratiot. Over the years, Russell Street Graveyard became unkept and dilapidated. It was closed in 1869, and as was the practice of just up and moving the deceased, 4,500 graves were moved to Elmwood and Mount Elliott cemeteries to make room for the development of the farmer's market that came to be known as Eastern Market. So, yes, Eastern Market is built on the site of one of Detroit's original graveyards. 
With all of its growth, Detroit really needed a large space and consolidated plot for the deceased to rest in peace once and for all. So according to Seal Jensen, co-director of the Polonica Americana Research Institute and a genealogist, the two cemeteries that actually got the credit for being Detroit's first came into existence at nearly the same time. They're right next to each other because back then, Catholics and Protestants didn't mingle much even after death. Elmwood was created, uh, Jefferson, near the street Mount Elliot, And so that was already in place when the Irish bought the property for Mount Elliot Cemetery. They were calling it Trinity Cemetery or the Irish Cemetery. The churches were so segregated when it came time to burial, Jensen says there's at least one notable Detroiter who ended up on the wrong side of the fence. You shouldn't go against the wishes of Father Gabriel Richard. He knew that Joseph Campo was selling liquor to the Indians on Sundays, and he told him to stop and the commerce did not stop. And so he was not allowed to be buried in the Catholic cemetery. So there is a fence even today that runs between uh, Elmwood Cemetery and Mount Elliot. And so Joseph Campo is on one side and his wife is on the other. So we know that there are actually bodies buried hither and thither in Detroit. But what about those people who weren't really supposed to be buried? Wayne State Department of Mortuary Science Director Mark Evely says it did occasionally happen. They would bury someone with a bell at the top of the grave and a string or a rope that went all the way down into the grave, into the casket, so that if a person really was buried alive, they could pull the string and and ring the bell. Steele Jensen says that's where the graveyard shift term comes from, that somebody had to be there to listen for the bells. With that, we end this Halloween episode of Curiosity. Thanks to Richard Bach, author of Boneyards, Detroit Underground, for a great resource. You can find more stories like this by visiting WDET.org slash curious. And there you can also let us know what you're curious about in Detroit and the region. I'm Amy Miller.